Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Max, welcome back. Hey, glad to be back. Uh, sorry, I missed a couple more days, but you know, again, like the, these uh, these knuckleheads know how to uh, uh, run a show when I'm not here. So uh, you know, Maxie and, and Phil just took over. Uh, you know, the 80% talking time Panther kind of faded to the background and and didn't <laughs> say much. So uh, now that I'm back, uh, Panther can continue just fading to the background and not saying much. What's going on, Sex Panther? Hi, hi, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> no. I missed that motherfucking parlay by one goddamn point. Ugh. One point, Pistons. Pieces of shit. Anyway, welcome back, Max. Congrats on the uh, promotion and the new title. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, see, so, yeah, I missed a couple of days. I got promoted. And, uh, you know, when I was explaining to these guys is uh, what's that mean? Absolutely nothing, really. It's just an extra word. It's, it's, it complicates my job title even more so. Like, I was trying to explain to my wife. My, my wife was trying to, like, put an acronym together for the job title. And it's just, it, it didn't make sense. But anyway, thank you. Yes. Uh, means more money I can blow on sports betting. More money, more problems, right? Isn't, yeah. Being the executive janitor of the building of the, of the is not going to be easy, Max. <laughs> no, it's not. Not, no. You throw executive in front of something and you think, oh, that, that's special. No, you still got to deal with a lot of shit, a lot of uh, a lot of clock toys. It's funny, too. I was telling you guys, I, you know, I was in a client meeting yesterday and um, during a break, it was, it was a pretty long meeting during the break. Uh, we come back from the break and one of the guys is like, hey, uh, do you podcast? And I'm like, like I'm feeling oh, with fucking no. dread at this point. I'm like, oh, shit, he, he, he's going to out me here, right? He's, he's going to know, um, you know, he's going to know that I do this fucking uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, anyway, he, he if he if he did know if he's listening right now. Uh, Thank you for not for not uh, bringing that up, but yeah, I I I I wish I can come bearing good news, guys. I'm I'm I have some really horrible news about the world right now. An ancient Japanese killing stone, said to contain an evil demon, has cracked open. <laughs> this is uh, courtesy of the New York Post. Uh, I've 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 seen this at other news uh, outlets as well. I just I just put the post uh, photo here. Uh, so. The article goes on to say, as if the world doesn't have enough problems, people are now worried that an evil demon locked in a rock for almost a thousand years is on the loose. The so-called killing stone that kept the malevolent spirit imprisoned all this time has split into two, sending believers into a state of panic. Uh, bad news for the Brooklyn Nets tonight. <laughs> bad news for the Brooklyn Nets because Kyrie, Kyrie, we need you. We need you to go to Japan and fight this fucking demon for us. That's right. Find this demon, kill this demon, kick his ass off this flat earth, motherfucker. It's what his whole life has been building towards to save the, to save the universe against an evil spirit. That's been, you know, that's come loose after a thousand years. 
Wasn't that your idea? Wasn't that your yeah. idea for a show of Kyrie, like, like it just following Kyrie around, like, almost X-Files style, taking on, like, supernatural beings? Well, this is the fucking pilot episode right here, Kyrie. That's right. I wanted uh, Kyrie and James Harden to be undercover, pretending they're going to strip clubs, but really, <laughs> they're battling supernatural entities that are trying to bust into our realm. You know, the, 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 there's going to be a moment in that episode where, 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 you know, there's like toxic gas or something like that, and 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 Harden's trying to put his mask on. It's like Kyrie, Kyrie, you got to put your mask on. Kyrie's like, Nah, man, nah, nah man. <laughs> just walks through the fucking fog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to see Kyrie honestly with like a katana sword, just ready to just destroy whatever's trying to come through? I want to see him do anything. This, <laughs> this man is is pure entertainment. What was what's what's his alter ego? Uh, is Uncle Uncle Drew? Uncle Drew. Right? Uncle Drew. Drew. Maybe, maybe they can make a movie or something. They already made an Uncle Drew movie. Maybe it'd be like Uncle Drew too, and he pushes this alien creature thing off the edge of the earth because it's flat. So we can go with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and true. maybe you grow out his like fucking uh, beard or mustache, like kung fu style, and he does some fucking awesome kung fu moves. Fuck yeah, but man! I'm, I'm telling you, man, we're we're fucking gold, guys. Gold. <laughs> yes. if, if anyone in Hollywood <laughs> listens to the show, I will have a script ready by tonight. <laughs> tonight, it would be fucking gold. Mm. It's a perfect cover because he can't play at home, so he has all this time to do stuff. Oh, look at that! Look at that! That's 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 perfect. That's perfect. We got real news, though. We got real news. Oh, real news. It, it might involve the Mets. I don't know if this is real or not. Mm, probably not. I don't know. MLB owners. Curtis, well, go ahead. Courtesy of Deadspin, right? Yeah, no, just Deadspin. Deadspin. We've got to give Deadspin their credit. Mm-hmm. MLB owners sure seem afraid of Steve Cohen. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw. I mean, clickbaity as fuck, but I, I, had, I had to fucking go into it and say, why the fuck are you going to be afraid of this schmuck? Um, and it's it's exactly what we think is it's his fucking deep pockets and his obsession with trying to get the Mets to be a winning team. Apparently, one of the things on the table during these uh, these these lockout talks during the new collective bargaining agreement is a new tier of luxury tax, uh, affectionately known as the Steve Cohen tax. Owners afraid that Cohen will spend whatever it goddamn takes to to win a title in Queens that they're like, ah, we should add a new tier to you know. Kind of uh, try to keep him in check. Yeah. I wonder if he'll spend it on hitting. <laughs> you know, I think it's pretty well documented over the last couple of years how you can have these ace pitchers, Jake Grom, walk out on the field and get like zero run support. You know, we were pre show, we were going through the luxury tax tracker, and uh, the Mets were already at the bottom of the list, banging on that door of uh 60 million on the luxury tax threshold so uh nobody else is even close you can combine the dodgers and the yankees together and they're not even close to the mets uh when it comes to how far they are over the threshold it's crazy it's crazy what were you saying about the pirates the mets the mets uh, and the pirates oh yeah yeah the pirates uh one of our you know just franchise of major league baseball just everybody wants to be the pirates the pirate the, the mets could fund the pirates five times based on the pirates. <laughs> i mean i i don't know if that's an indictment of the mets indictment of the pirates or indictment of both really i mean if, if you're a major league baseball team and you're spending under 100 million dollars then you're not trying to be competitive at all the goddamn fucking tampa bay rays spent 114 million dollars last year you know i mean if, if they're spending over 100 million dollars that is the fucking that is the bar right there Anything under 100 million, I don't think you can be competitive in this league. 
There's triple A teams that probably fucking have a, a goddamn uh, cap, uh, a, a, a payroll that's close to the goddamn Pirates at this point. There were 10 teams below the Tampa Bay Rays. That's insane. And only a couple of them. I think Oakland had a pretty good season, right? Yeah. O- yeah Oakland was competitive. I mean, it was up and down, but they, they, ended, they ended pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And Miami is trending the right direction. They weren't good, but they're trending. They got a lot of young talent, but the rest of these teams crashed. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Arizona, Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, and Colorado. Man. Tough. What's your take on this, Arch? What do you think? Well, first off, luxury tax tier or what? Well, first off, when I, when you sent me this story, I shouldn't read stuff in the morning because I saw <laughs> I saw them talking trash on the newish owner of the Mets, and I totally misread that. I was like, whoa, whoa! I can't believe. Oh, newish. Oh, oh. I was like, of course he can spend that kind of money. He's newish. I was like, like did oh. a Canadian write this article? <laughs> 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 I, I'm just flabbergasted that the Mets are even considering it because we, more money does not equal necessarily a better product on the field. It's all about your scouting department and building, you know, building your own farm system. I mean, the Mets know that they had the most amazing homegrown pitching talent. I, I just don't. It's just, it's just going to create another disaster for them. They start yeah, burning and, and this and kind set, of money, setting bad expectations, right? Like, oh, the Mets spent all this money, and when they crash and burn, it's going to be like, oh, well, yeah. Fucking A, you spent all that money, can't even fucking win. I mean, you know, I think we were talking in the pre-show that the sweet spot is probably spending around the 150 million mark, right? Like, uh, you know, anywhere between 100 and 150, I think you can be a competitive team. Anything over than that, I think... I think you start worrying that you've you've spent bad money. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you got to be dollar wise in this league. You got to be able to, you know, pick the value guys. And, and you know, uh, you look at the top of the league. It's the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, right? Those are the top three. Uh, and the Dodgers, they have that one World Series dot, dot, dot in a bubble season. The Yankees, when was the last time that they won a World Series? Oof. It's been a while. It's been a while. So it's it's not necessarily spending money. I and mean, we've seen teams do it before. We've seen the Florida Marlins in the past, like spend a bunch of money one season, get, you know, get the right guys in there and and, and win a World Series twice. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not sustainable. That's for sure. And if Cohen's mm-hmm. trying to just buy one World Series, maybe he gets it. But this is not the this is not the way that I think you got to do it. No, I, I think it's okay to go out and spend a little money on filling out your roster, but you nailed it right on the head. You've got to build that organization from within, from your using your farm system, your scouting department. You guys remember it was only what that I not even 10 years ago, the Houston Astros had back to back 100 lost seasons. And, and look who they are and who they've been for the last what five or six years. They did that through their farm system. Um, you got other teams Atlanta has put together a good team um, that the Reds are building something uh, Detroit. I mean, they're, they're still young, but they're doing it through their farm system. And I think they're going to be okay in the next couple of years, spending money like 200 million. It's, it's a recipe for disaster. You're going to end up being like, what was it? The 2003 Marlins that bought that world series and then blew that shit up when it was over and end up with like a Pittsburgh pirates payroll. <laughs> that's right well they knew what they were doing <laughs> that was they got their the title that was <laughs> their plan all along build a team and then dismantle it brick by brick mm-hmm. about the astros don't ever forget because i the story never gets talked about anymore but remember the fbi had to investigate the cardinals 
for hacking mm-hmm. into the Astros computer systems because they were so worried about what the, the Astros were working on. They're working on this whole new software to evaluate talent before they drafted them. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and is, is, isn't that, isn't, isn't that the most important thing is, is you're, you're trying to get these players into your farm system you're, you know, for, for a couple of reasons. One is you have a deep farm system. Then when you do have to make a trade, you're able to, right? You know, when you have to, when you have to execute a trade, you have uh, capital to spend there. But yeah, you, you look at the teams that uh, you know built around their farm system and added pieces in there, and they, they tend to be the more competitive teams. I, I don't put the Yankees in that category, even though the Yankees have had, the Yankees have had a lot of they great players come talent, through their farm yeah. system. I mean, a lot <laughs> of talent. Um, the talent can't stay healthy, so then then you start, of course, looking at the um, that that portion of your evaluation. Right? Is is uh, you, you got to look at players and expected uh, you know time on field if you will right uh, I, I don't know how how you factor that into your algorithm if you're I don't know looking at fucking muscle mass bone density or some shit like that you look at a guy like judge and he's just like he's built to break <laughs> you know like he's 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 probably got like you know uh, these fucking pencil uh, sized bones inside of him and there's a giant fucking bulky uh, exterior and he's built to fucking break he guy can't stay healthy uh, and then you, you spend all that money you trade for uh, Giancarlo Stanton and it wasn't he was he wasn't the beacon of fucking consistency and health out on the field either um, so yeah I, I do think player evaluation and and getting value for your dollar makes a lot of sense and you know if, if you gotta yeah I, I think the benefit of being a team like Houston or be, being a team like Tampa Bay or or see some of these smaller market teams is you can suck for a couple of seasons you know you have the luxury of sucking for a couple of seasons uh, the Mets are they're in New York they're in the spotlight the Yankees they're in you know they they can't afford to suck for many seasons but it hasn't stopped the Mets um, they, they just they've done it anyway despite that. <laughs> Despite their best efforts. Right. Breaking <laughs> news. Breaking news yesterday. Colts trade and Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. And by the way, when I read this, I'm like, he's going to like the AFL. He's going to like the, the XFL or something like that. Like I cannot. A Commanders does not sound like a, ser- a serious NFL team. Uh, it got sent to the uh, football club, the football team, the former red team that was in Washington. Um Anyway, uh, yeah. So Carson Wentz back to the NFC East. That's where he started out in Philly, and and now he's going to be playing for uh, Riverboat Ron. Upgrade a quarterback, say you. Downgrade a quarterback for the Colts, probably, but something's up here. Fucking Frank Reich, right? The guy guy who fucking vouched for Wentz after one season says, yeah, you can trade him now. Uh, Washington, you really happy with this trade? I, I think it goes to tell you what the level of quarterback availability is out there on the market. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, I think, was a scapegoat for the Colts' inadequacies last year. No, he wasn't great, but I don't think you put it all on him. Um, offensive line had some holes. Jonathan Taylor was an absolute stallion, and the defense was was good. But he's got his limitations. I I just don't think – I don't know what, what what makes Washington better. Like, okay, just get rid of Carson Wentz. Who are you putting in there? Maybe they wait for Fitzmagic to actually be healthy, and maybe that's the, their better option, but he's banging on the door of, what, 40 years old. Um, so I don't know what Washington's supposed to do. I don't know what a lot of these teams that need quarterbacks are supposed to do because the availability of quality quarterbacks really is not there this year. It really isn't. What are the, Two third-round picks – is that yeah, two thirds. Is that it? I'm. 
But the team will swap second round picks this year. That's all Carson Wentz, Wentz is worth. Let, let, let me uh, wow. let me let, let me let me just educate you guys on something if you, if you weren't aware. So Carson Wentz, of course, uh, had his first season with the Eagles in 2016. Uh, that year, you know, he, di- he didn't play a full season. He threw 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, had a, a passer uh, QBR rating of 79.3. Right. So uh, that, that's that's that, that was his first season. His breakout years. Remember, he had two, two 2017, 2018 uh, threw for, you know, 3300 yards the first year, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 101.9 rating. Second year, 3,074 yards, 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 102.2. Uh, is, you know, then 2019, 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a 93.1 rating. So that's pretty good, right? 4,000 yards, 27 TDs, seven interceptions, 93 yeah, rating. Yeah. Pretty good, right? He had that down year. Uh, it's 2020, which was a weird year for everyone, right? 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 72.8 rating, struggled to stay injured. Last season with the Colts. 3,600 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 95 rating. That's better than his like last full year with, with the Eagles in 20, 2019. He did not have a bad year. This guy had a pretty decent year. And, and the 62.4 completion percentage was uh, higher than his uh, first couple of seasons in, in Philly. So, I mean, I think, I think there's something else going on here. I, I think that there's some locker room issues is is my guess here is is that is not performance on the field necessarily i think that there's some people in the locker room that just didn't want him around that that's that's what i'm reading into this if you look at the stats well coincidentally you would bring that up so i was reading an article this morning that said carson wentz was not all that happy when the eagles won that super bowl uh, without him, Nick Foles was the starting quarterback, as you remember, and uh, he wasn't really that excited to win a Super Bowl not being on the field. And I wonder, you know, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for that team, and I I wonder if um, you know that maybe that got out, and or, or there is like you said some locker room the stuff that uh, some players just don't want him in there. The quarterback's got to be the leader. If you don't like your quarterback, if the quarterback doesn't like you, you're going to have turmoil in the, in the locker room. And uh, that's not a recipe for success anywhere. Well, he was hurt. It wasn't like they didn't start him. He was injured, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, was Drew Bledsoe happy that Tom Brady got him a Super Bowl? Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. He can chase down to Dallas. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. There's a little bit of more. There's more to the story than we know. There's something underneath the surface. Because statistically, he wasn't that bad. And they had to have just not liked his personality or not gotten along. That's, that's got to be it to me. Again, if, if Frank Reich, the guy that wanted to bring right. him in after one year, is just like, okay, cool. There, there's got to be something there, and then you know, um, well, we'll see. We'll see if, if if he has success in in Washington. We know that the NFC East is is winnable. <laughs> we'll say right. Oh, you know, if I mean Dallas right now is the the top of the NFC East as as it stands right now, but they're they're getting rid of Amari Cooper. They're an injury away of of you know suffering and 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 you know pain. We've seen that with with Dak before. Why, um, Philly. I don't know if you've seen about Philly, but uh, there's rumors that uh, Jalen Hurts' name getting uh, tossed around to trade to Houston. Uh, the Deshaun Watson uh, saga is is really picking up steam. I think we'll know more Friday. Is that when the charges? 
I think that's when we'll know um, what's going on with with, with uh, the the civil and the. I don't think he's getting criminal charges put against him. So I think um, there'll be clarity over that situation on Friday. So tomorrow, Seattle is definitely interested in Deshaun Watson. Apparently, the Eagles are interested in Deshaun Watson. The Saints are somewhat interested in Deshaun Watson. I, so I mean. Philly could be an interesting team. You don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts there. So, yeah, maybe Carson Wentz in Washington makes them a little bit more competitive. Uh, when that defense is able to play at its best, it's it's a tough team. So, we'll see. I just Again, like if if there was locker room issues, uh, hopefully Riverboat Ron has, has the, the, the fortitude to uh, kind of uh, control those. You know, continuing that thought, we were talking about these quarterbacks. So I'm not talking about quarterbacks still under contract like Garoppolo. And, and, and But here are the free agents that they can choose from for 2022. Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Colt McCoy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Those are, those are like the top 10 quarterbacks available in free agency. There's not a lot out there. No, there really is not. One sec. I'm sorry. Just one sec here. Uh, the Eagles are now just trying to find them. Plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. They were plus 4,000 when we did our February <laughs> our February show on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, does Deshaun Watson push them over the top? I mean, does that? Yeah, does that I don't know. That, you know the Eagles I, are I plus 4,000. Um, I think you can get some value, if you will. I still don't think they're going to win the fucking I'm Super Bowl. I'm looking for Washington, too, real quick. Uh Plus 4,000 as well. Eagles, Washington, both plus 4,000. And Washington was, oh, they were plus 5,000 before. There we go. Okay. All right. So maybe, okay. maybe Carson Wentz is he's worth a, He's worth a thousand, you know, thousand point shift. So uh, running a little long here. So let's uh, try to see if we can fit in a commercial break here. Let's talk about Odds Jam, developed by Stanford Engineers. Odds Jam is an innovative solution designed to identify mathematically profitable betting opportunities that have the fastest real time data. Helps you spot discrepancies between different sports books. Users place profitable bets. Profits average 3% every day, which adds up to big earnings. There's no catch. That's the smartest betting software on the market. Please, please, please use the link in our description so they know you're a true DGEN and get used to winning with Odds Jam. Guess who's back? Back again, my bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, 
an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. There's so many NBA games, Max. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know either. By the way, you guys couldn't get rid of me for the last few days. Uh, the inserted ad was me. Ah. I don't know if you guys listen. <laughs> it's the, driz- the Drizzly ad is uh, uh, running right now. So that, that's, uh, you know, uh, when you guys went to the break the last couple of days, it was actually me doing the commercial read anyway. Um, so once again, if you didn't hear a commercial break, that means people in New Jersey are valued by advertisers more than wherever you live. Possibly. It's, it's, it's quite possible that you might not have Drizzly in your area. That's that's that as well. They just don't like yeah. you. They don't like you as a person if you're not hearing commercials. It's a, it's a judgment on you. I, I mean, aren't they saving them? I mean, aren't they? Is, do people really want to hear commercials? Is, no, is that what people really listen to podcasts for? Yeah. Is for the commercials? Uh, we appreciate it because we you know keep the lights on around here. If you guys bought DGen gear, you know that help as well. Book club. Book club, book club, book club, book club, yeah, uh, Patreon. Uh, two NBA games. I mentioned that Kyrie is uh, in one of them today, right? Um, the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers face off. Did not take long for Jimmy James Harden to get his chance against Kyrie and Durant on the court, right? Um, let's see if there's any friendly words spoken between these guys before tip-off. I, I look at Kevin Durant, and uh, I don't think so. Doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Ben Simmons also going to be present for the Nets today. He's still not playing, but yeah, he'll be courtside. He'll be there to cheer them on. He's going to be Carson Winsome. Yeah. Moral support. Uh, Nets coming off of a win. Saw Kyrie go for 50 fucking points. It was their second win over their last eight games. Uh, Sixes, on the other hand, I mean, they had that one loss recently, and you got to remember that uh, Harden sat out with his uh, hammy to rest. Uh, There's going to be no resting of hammies that I know of. No resting of backs, no resting of knees. Just one dude on a mental break, just hanging out on the sidelines. But other than that, Jimmy James is going to play. Embiid's going to play. I think they hold their home court today. They are currently the team to beat in the East, right? I mean, they are the team to beat in the East as it stands right now until the playoffs come around and Milwaukee actually decides to play basketball. Once Milwaukee decides to play basketball, maybe Milwaukee's the team to beat again. Maybe we're, looking, maybe we're aiming for a fucking Bucks suns uh, finals matchup once again. But until then, until then, I, the Sixers are the team I'm going to put my money on. Trust the process. $10 money line bet on Philadelphia. Uh, this game, you know, this is the fourth time they've played this season. And would you believe Brooklyn has won two of the three that they've already played? I yeah, I have to go back and look at the stats to see, you know, who played, who didn't play because Brooklyn hasn't been healthy all season long. Um, I guess they're healthy now. Uh, there's no LaMarcus Aldridge and Ben Simmons won't play, but KD and Kyrie both will be on the floor. I really just couldn't get to a side on this game. I think I like Philadelphia. The five almost seems suspiciously low, given how bad the Nets have played for the last couple months. What I'm looking at here is the total, and I'm almost fearing I'm on the wrong side here, but I'm looking at 232.5, and I like the over. Philadelphia has been putting up 
some serious points. They've scored 121 or more in four of their last five games. The one game they didn't was against Miami in Miami, who plays pretty elite defense. Brooklyn doesn't play defense. So I think Philadelphia and Brooklyn go over 232 and a half. That's where I'm putting my money. 10 bucks on the over. You know, I I cannot come to a bet today, which is the two games I couldn't find a side I liked. So I started hunting a little bit deeper, and I'm forced to agree with you, Panther. I, I like the over as well in this game. Uh, 233 is what I saw. So I'm going to jump on it with you. This is the only bet I'm going to be able to make. They're going to go over 233. Oh, Vegas is agreeing there then, right? I mean, I, I just oh, yeah. about an hour ago, this 10, was 229 11. and a half. Yeah, 11 yeah, points, 11 point shift. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I still have it going over. I have, I have this at 234, so I think you guys are, are fairly safe here. Uh, last game up, NBA, Warriors and Nuggets. Uh, Warriors, listen, they finally saw some of their players back. Uh, they had some extra coaching help. Did you guys see the Jackie Moon? He came out? Yeah, I saw that. He was helping uh, uh, Clay Thompson, giving some advice on shooting free throws. Uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> He was hitting those shots too. It was good. Yeah. William, Jackie Moon out there uh, helping out. Uh, they won, what was it, 112 97 over the Clippers, and that was two days ago. They needed that win, right? They had dropped five games in a row. Uh, one of those losses came to the Nuggets just three days ago. Uh, Denver, of course, coming off of a back to back. They won yesterday over the Kings. Jokic continued playing at his MVP level. Uh, Denver, they have won four games in a row. You look at this Warriors team, and, and having Curry and Thompson back should make a huge difference. I mean, that might be the understatement of the fucking century. Having Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in your lineup might make a difference. Well, yeah, it does. Uh, they were not available in that game a few days ago. If you looked at that one, it was Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Mad-Eye Moody uh, doing his thing out on the court there. Um, Kept it close in the end. That was a close game in the end. I think it's a seven-point uh, win by Denver. Should have been more. Uh, but still, I mean, you know, you look at you look at the Warriors. This is a team that has lost a lot of its defensive mojo ever since Draymond Green has been out. They are a good defensive team, but when Draymond's on the court, they are elite. I think he is gearing to be back in, what, a couple more weeks, Panther? I think they said Draymond should be back. Uh, a couple more days. They're targeting days, the whole yeah. team. Well, I'm, so, I mean, until then, you know, I, I think they're vulnerable. I think this Denver team has a chance to outright win this one. I and I think the value is on the Nuggets at home to, to secure another one. So a $10 money line bet on Denver. Yeah, if you're following Denver at all, Jokic has been on an absolute tear. He's he's not taking any time off. When he gets out there, he's putting up monster numbers. Um, so he's still not getting a lot of help. Will Barton's banged up. Bones Highland's out. Jeff Green is out. So uh, he's still not getting a lot of help, but they're still finding a way to win. They won four in a row. Golden State and Denver have hooked up three times. Denver has won all three of those. I was kind of stunned to see that. To, to think that Denver is going to win a fourth? I mean, yeah, it's possible, but it seems so unlikely. This is uh, too close to call. There's just too many injuries, too many things going on. But where I am, again, we're going to look at the total I had this at 224 an hour ago. It's jumped up to 226 and a half. So Vegas is agreeing with me. I think this goes over. Golden State's playing horrible defense on the road, um, giving up 122 or more in their last four games on the road. So I think this game goes over. I'm putting 10 bucks on the over 226 and a half. I'm going to lean the over with you, and I'll lean the nuggets with you, Max. This is not a game I'm crazy about. Look at this line shift, though. It surprised me. Down to plus one, uh, one, uh, yeah, plus one and a half for the nuggets. That surprises me how everyone's seemingly hitting the nuggets, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, lost some, I lost some value on this one, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I had a good money line not too long ago, but it's, 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 it's down. It's down mm-hmm. now. One-Eye Moody, is, that's a Harry Potter character, I think. 
Matt, Matt Eye Moody? Yeah. Yeah, Potter. Matt Eye Moody. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He he does have one eye, though, and the other one's a fake eye. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Yeah, right. yeah. I made a Harry Potter reference. I just, did. Yeah, I, I just did. wanted to point that out. Okay. No. <laughs> What's going on the ice? <laughs> Not much. God, there's all these games, and I, I don't I don't like... I don't like much. I forced myself to bet two games. Let's start off with this Vegas Golden Knights and Buffalo Sabres game. Uh, what is the line currently at? I had this minus 230 before. Has it gotten any worse? I can still get 220. Okay. All right. Um, I had 230 over at FanDuel. So I, I probably shop around and get minus 220, which is nice. Uh, yeah, listen, I mean, there's a lot of NHL games on the board today, just not a lot that I like. I mean, even dropping this big minus line on Vegas is not where you want to be at, but... Here I am dropping a big minus line on Vegas, uh, coming off that shocking loss to the fucking shitty ass Flyers team. Going to try to avoid losing to the shitty ass Buffalo team. Uh, Sabres have been outscored nine to one over their last two games. Golden Knights, uh, they have an inconsistent offense right now and inconsistent defense. Just inconsistent on both sides of the ice. I think this is a get right kind of game here. Bounce back from that loss from the Flyers. Ten dollar bet on the Golden Knights. I think Vegas wins, but at minus 220, I think there's, there's just no way I'm trusting Vegas at over two to one odds here. They're, they're just not playing good on either side of the, the line. And on the road, they've been a little bit suspect as well at 16 and 10. I think maybe there's a value play on Buffalo, but getting outscored nine to one kind of left me not wanting a piece of that either. So I'll lean Buffalo, but I don't want nothing to do with this game. Yeah, I'll lean Vegas with you here, Max. I think they, they should win. I mean, all things being equal, they, they should absolutely win. But I don't know how much recency goes into your, your computations here, but I, I'd be a little bit worried. No, it, it, it absolutely does. Yeah. It, 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 it's again, like I'm I'm stretching here to like I, I don't have the implied probability. I'm oh, I'm right below it. Uh, so again, I'm stretching here on, on this game. So I'm not super confident. Not even super confident on this uh, last one. I'm going to bet on too. Let's talk uh, Tampa Bay and Calgary here. Uh, weird one, right? Weird, weird line here, Panther. Did this spook you out? Um, it it didn't spook me out when I saw it, but the line movement is spooking me out. Yeah, yeah. I'll get into that in a second. You know. Uh, Again, it bears repeating. I, I don't like much on the ice today. I'm, I'm going to bet this one, but I caution everyone to just hold off and, and keep an eye out until this uh, settles in. Calgary has been one of the hottest teams in the league lately. They did lose their last one to Washington. They had that surprise loss to the Canadians, so that factors into their recency. But this offense is just clicking, and they can easily put up three goals with a blink of an eye. Tampa is on game three of their road trip. Game two did not fare so well for them. They got their asses handed to them by the Winnipeg Jets. And anytime you lose to a team called the Jets, you have to consider quitting your respective league. That's it. You just got <laughs> to fold it in. Uh, Tampa finding themselves as the favorite here today, which, as we mentioned, is, is a little bit weird, makes me think that uh, Markstrom will not get the start in goal for Calgary. So this is what I'm saying. Hold off. Wait till you see who the starting goalies are in this one. Uh, Vladar probably gets a start here today. Calgary doesn't play until Saturday, um, but they might just want to be giving Markstrom a little bit of a rest here. So... Uh, I'm, you know, I still think uh, the value is on the Flames here, even even if uh, Markstrom does get at the start. But um, again, this this is a stretch here. Uh, I, I I do have the implied probability that that they win this one, um, but I don't love it. So a ten dollar bet on Calgary. 
And I don't, I don't love this game at all, which is kind of weird because it's, it's just, it's relatively even. I saw it at minus one twenty-five for Tampa. Now I'm seeing minus one fifteen. So you know, something's up with the line movement. I mean, some money's coming in on Calgary. I think with Calgary being at home, that's the direction I would be leaning. But um, yeah, I just think this is too close to call, and I couldn't get to a side, so I'll just lean the Flames. Yeah, scary, scary game. I agree. Uh, Pinnacle's got the line Tampa Bay minus one nineteen, Calgary plus one hundred eight. So there's there's that right there. I wish I can get Pinnacle then. Yeah. <laughs> well, just move to Europe. You'd be good. Just oh, back, okay, backpack across okay. Europe. Yeah. Okay. An executive janitors have no problems doing that. I'll lean the Lightning here, just because I think they're probably going to win. Just because. That's it for me, Panther. What you got? I only came up with two games myself. Let's start with Colorado on the road going to Carolina. Colorado is great as we've talked about how they're the Stanley Cup favorites and this, that, and blah, blah, blah. Have lost three of their last four, including a 5-3 loss to New Jersey just a couple nights ago. Going to Carolina, well-documented how great they are at home. 21-4-2 at home. Colorado is not that great on the road. They've lost 12 uh, games all season long nine of those are on the road and uh, so they're on the road here again i get carolina at home with maybe the slightest of plus lines if you can find it arch I'm but uh, is it gone it's it, gone it, i can't find it it, anywhere. Was, it was there an hour ago fuck it but i'm still on the hurricanes give me 10 bucks <laughs> on carolina. i'm bearing props to the show and i don't know if the the sound of this will hit but let's see Heads, uh, I will take Colorado on a lean. Oh, <laughs> it's a 50 50 game to me. This is a coin flip game. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I like both teams. Uh, my implied probability is, is split right down the fucking middle. Uh, slight advantage to Colorado here, but um, uh, you know, hur- Hurricanes at home that's it's a tough environment to play in. That fucking place gets rowdy as shit. So, uh, a lean moral support on the Avalanche. Yeah, oh, wait, I, no, are you, you're on the Hurricanes. I'm on the Hurricanes. Okay, yeah. then then no more support. Fuck you. <laughs> lean, lean the avalanche. I'm with Max. This looks like a coin flip game. Just scanning the stats. I have no idea. None whatsoever who's going to win. So I will just, I'll follow you, Panther. Why not? Carolina. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a hockey guru and everything. Follow me. I'm just na- nailing these picks. Um, let's try one more. Let's look at the Rangers going to the Blues. Don't look now, but the Blues suck. Yeah, they, they lost off. four in a row. They can't score to save their life. The goaltending's gotten a little suspect. And look, if you can't score, you can't put the puck in the net. And then you're going to go against a Rangers team who gives up 2.49 goals uh, per game. It's going to be tough sledding. I know St. Louis is pretty good at home, but this Ranger defense and how they play on the road, I think that there's enough. It's kind of a 50-50 game as well. So I get a plus line with the rangers that's where i'm going so get 10 bucks on new york i'm yeah kind of surprised by this one too uh i'm looking at the uh the starting expect the start goalies uh shesterkin is expected to start today so um and and they're not playing tomorrow uh so you know it should should be no shenanigans in there but yeah so this is a weird one for me uh i mean i will i'll lean the blues here um i i i think they probably at home should pull out the win here the money is hitting them uh is that line getting better for them though is it, did that line get better for st louis here yeah right? a, a, yeah. a tad bit yeah. better and yeah. the money and the money's on them ah man 
tee-ish for sure. Uh, I'll lean the Blues here, but if Shesterkin's in goal, the Rangers definitely have the advantage. Yeah, the Blues, they've just they've really faded. I agree with you. I'll, 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 I'll side with the Rangers on this one. They're catching a plus line. Why not? Plus 110. It's a plus 100 at some books right now. So grab it while the grabbing's good. There we go. That was the only thing I'm betting on. But real quick before we get out of here, I want to ask Max. There's two games that stand out to me. Any value at all? Coyotes at Toronto. And the other one was the Flyers at Florida. Both of these are hanging around the minus 400 mark. Um, so, I mean, the, the team that I think is the most vulnerable would be Toronto, right? We've seen them uh, shit the bed uh, a couple of times against uh, with those big fucking lines here. Uh, if you ask me, there's value. I mean, uh, the implied probability says, what, 80% of the time? I have them winning about 79% of the time. So... I guess value. I don't know. Uh, they're they're the team I would circle though, but uh, they're at home, a little less vulnerable. When they're on the road, they 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 tend to shit the bed. Um, man, the Flyers got their win, didn't they? I mean, this is a team that has a handful of wins since the the beginning of this year. They got their win the other day. I don't think they they grab another one here. If you want to take a lottery ticket, a scratcher. I would say Arizona. You know, just because Toronto likes to kind of uh, shit the bed against the bad teams. And Arizona's actually been playing pretty decent the last couple of weeks. So that's all I got, Arch. All right. So what do we talk about today? Uh, we talked about Kyrie. Kyrie saving the universe. That's right. We talked about Kyrie saving the universe. If you can't get Bruce Campbell, get Kyrie. Well, so Max was talking about Harry Potter. Uh, we talked about salary, not luxury taxes in baseball. We talked about the NBA and NHL, Max. That's it. You like to make fun, oh, wait, but you I'm got the sorry. reference. You got the reference. That's right. Well, I dated a girl who would love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Iceberg, I'm sorry. Iceberg says Detroit plus one and a half. Detroit plus one and a half. I do. I like that one. And the the money, the money's all over Detroit. That line's you watch. Watch out. That line is dropping on Detroit. Detroit mm-hmm. might be a, a straight up value play. Ooh. Okay. Keep an eye. If if you're part of the book club, I will talk about that game later. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, let's see. Big Daddy says Uncle Drew, X Files, Supernatural, and The Walking Dead all together. All mixed. Yeah. Gold. Gold. Uh, uh, Iceberg likes the Flames money line, and in a fifty-fifty game, go against the public. Go against the public. So, which which was the fifty-fifty game we're talking about? Colorado and well, here's the thing: is the fucking public is slightly on the Avalanche, but it's close. The money, the money's hammering the Avalanche, though. So there's like a 30 percent difference between public and money. Last time I checked uh, on that, um, so okay, just saying they're yeah. both wrong. Carolina's winning. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it. We got to do it before we we got thirty seconds to close this out. Go. Download the DJN for Android, iOS. Listen to anything but our picture picks. Anyone picks over on Twitter at betting absolutely no matter. Listen to Panther takes them. Parlay over on the total on both basketball games. Go on the Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers. I'm 14 Parlay. Hang it out on Facebook or on Twitter. Give us a call out by name. We will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said, done, kids. Let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. 